0: to AB Cinema. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're tuning in. Thank you for joining for AB Cinema podcast. I'm your host Bailey, and today is Thursday, August 11th. Today we'll be covering The Sandman, the latest Netflix TV show that was released. And we will just dive right in. We'll cover a little bit more news on Friday or Monday whenever we release our next episode. But let's just dive right into the Sandman. The original Sandman comic was released in 1989 and has been published under several different comic book companies. The most notably recognizable being DC Comics. Others, Vertigo and DC Comics Black Label. The story of the Sandman is more of a non-linear storytelling in that it is several issues that would wrap up a story. The Sandman comic is one of the first few to be on the New York Times bestseller list. A A live action adaptation of this graphic novel has been toyed around with by Warner Brothers since the 90s. In the early 2000s, it was referred to as being as rich in history and has the potential to be as popular as the Harry Potter franchise. Although this project remained in development hell for almost 30 years, with names such as David S. Goyer and Joseph Gordon-Levitt being attached to star in and produce or write the film, and nothing was was able to make it past the writing phase. That is until Netflix came into the picture. Warner Brothers and Netflix have partnered to bring the Sandman adaptation to the small screen. And my initial reaction to this show, it is such a great adaptation. I do think that a lot of people that may not be into mythological or slow storytelling won't be interested in this and um it is not something that you want to watch with your kids the sandman is not going to put your kids to sleep this show will definitely uh keep your kids wide awake it is it definitely dives into a little bit of a horror element and i i think that this is one of the best shows this year so far um, that and Severance is probably my favorite one to come out of this year. But that being said, I'll dive right into some of my highlights about this show and what I liked. Let's start off with the cast. Tom Sturridge stars as Dream, a.k.a. Morpheus, a.k.a. the Sandman. Boyd Holbrook as the Corinthian. David Thewlis, who many would recognize from Harry Potter, as John D. Patton Oswalt, notoriously popular for his Marvel Star Wars filibuster on Parks and Rec, is Matthew the Raven, Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones and Star Wars, the sequel trilogy, as Lucifer Morningstar, Jenna Coleman, most notably from Doctor Who, as Joanna Constantine, actually Joanna Constantine and then Kirby Howell Baptiste as Death, and Mason Alexander Park as Desire. So I'll start out with Tom Sturridge as Dream. He captures the spirit of someone who will live forever and has struggles relating to humans so well. I love his performance as Dream. with The slow speaking and the, the low amounts of emotion that come from him make those moments that have emotion and heart so much more powerful that it delivers a punch to your to your emotions it's it's just such a good portrayal of this character that is that lacks human touch and yet is so relatable I have nothing but praise for Tom Sturridge in this role. He blew me away and I was so glad that he was the one that got to bring this character to the small screen. And a lot of people may look at his character at first as boring or unrelatable, but surprisingly, I think he becomes the most relatable character throughout the whole show and goes He goes through this amazing journey of trying to understand humanity and their existence and what it's like to be human. And it it actually leads into one of my most favorite episodes of the show, but I will get into that later. Boyd Holbrook and David Thewlis are great villains in this show. I love the way that they are portrayed and um Boyd Holbrook is definitely a power to reckon with as far as his acting goes I, I thought he delivered a really good performance David Thewlis was also an interesting character because his motives weren't bad but his execution was evil as for what he was going through and his episode at the diner the 24-7 episode that one um it's a little bit hard to handle Uh, You may want to skip quite a bit of it, but the very last scene in that, or not the last scene, but the last scene that has him with um, Sandman is very powerful and has one of the best, it's, it's just a really cool moment, I loved it and then Patton Oswalt as Matthew the Raven, at first you kind of think, man, that voice doesn't really fit that character. But as the show goes on, he starts to fill in those shoes and is a great addition to the show. Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer Morningstar was really good as well. And she had a great scene with Tom Sturridge's dream. And I felt like this... This scene was really good as well. It it really shows what is most important in this life and I, I think that it portrayed that very well. And I, I don't want to get into spoilers into that, but it was it was a phenomenal episode and a phenomenal scene. Then we have Jenna Coleman as Joanna Constantine or Constantine. I absolutely want a Joanna Constantine spinoff. I know that HBO Max has a Constantine show in the works, but I think that HBO Max would be really messing with themselves if they didn't bring her back and adapted that story with her rather than John Constantine. It's just... If you see the episode, you'll understand why. She just delivers a really good performance, and I think that she would be really great leading her own show as a spin-off of this show or whatever HBO Max has in storage for that character. Kirby Howell-Baptiste is really good as Death. She had a great episode with Tom Sturridge as they tried to understand what life is. And Mason Alexander-Park as Desire is intriguing as far as what they have in store for a second season and their their character was very intriguing to me as for what they are going to be later on if Netflix decides to give them a second season so that rounds up my thoughts on the cast let's go into the plot the comic that this is based off of there there were two different storylines specifically the first one being Preludes and Nocturnals, which is the introduction of Dream and his journey of getting captured by these mystical magicians or what I can't remember what they... Mag- magis is what they call them in, uh, in this show. And he gets captured and his his tools, his helmet, his ruby... And his sand have been taken from him and stolen. And he's been trapped in there for over a hundred years. And when he comes out, he goes on a journey to find those tools. And it's a really fun storyline. I really enjoyed that whole aspect of it. It's, it takes place over the first like four episodes... I believe and it was really good. And then The Dollhouse. This wasn't my this wasn't particularly my favorite storyline. It was more modern and not as mythological as the first storyline was, but it still had those elements that it, I'll just say that it ties those two storylines together very well. My favorite episodes were Dream a Little Dream which is when Joanna Constantine comes into the picture and her and and Dream go on this journey to try to find his sand. And then Hope in Hell, as I mentioned earlier, there's a scene with Gwendolyn Christie's Lucifer Morningstar and Tom Sturridge's Dream, and it is a powerful, powerful episode. I'd say it's very, very... Th- the writing in this show did, they did such a great job. And I think that this episode captured, this episode captures the emotion and love and care that went into this script. The sound of her wings was another great one. And I really like this episode because it, it, it takes place over a couple centuries. And, i love i i just love tom sturge's interaction with this one character every hundred years that occurs and it's a def it's definitely a it makes you think about life and how quickly life can change and how quickly life has changed as each century has gone by i i think that this is probably one of my favorite this is Is my favorite episode, just because of the lessons that are learned in it. So I'll get into the gripes of my thoughts on this show. It has a slow start, but there's a reason for it. This isn't an action comic book adaptation. This isn't your Avengers or Justice League. It's not Superman or Iron Man. This is mythology, and the Sandman spends a lot of time building these characters and designing them to be endless and that's that's what these characters are the they have dream desire and despair and death and there's so many there's so much thought that goes into how these characters are portrayed and it really shows this grandiose idea of what it means to live forever and what they have to deal with as time goes on and so i i think that this show is really good i i do i did have a a hard time getting into it at first but i stuck with it and i loved what came and so my final grade from ab cinema from bailey from ab cinema is a b plus the only reason I'm not giving it anything in an A is just because I feel like I like I had to skip a little bit in the 24-7 episode just because it made me uncomfortable as far as the gruesomeness and the um the sex that was in it and so I a little bit of me was a little uncomfortable and so I skipped it and that's one thing that turned me off from it another thing that turned me off was just that slow start but other than that this show is phenomenal one of my favorites of the year and I hope that Netflix gives it a second season anyway that wraps up our episode for today as always keep watching movies